Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Oh, good morning and welcome to Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. And the trade market officially opens. Last week, we were sitting around musing what may or may not happen. Some uh, hypotheticals, some theories. But uh, she's on right here, right now. It is open. And I think finally, unlike most years, we'll see some movement happen early in the trade period. We'll get to the big news of the morning. But here to help me break down the madness... The man, the myth, the 2008 Brownlow medalist, Adam Cooney. JJ. Welcome. Great to be with you. And because you are the oracle of this uh-huh. this period. As I'm you've something. Been, you've been sensing uh, something's coming up today. And you've got some, a little nugget, a few nuggets that you're going to drop along the way. But I've been uh, in Moama for the last week. Yes. And not a lot of trade talk over in New South Wales, would you believe? So... I haven't oh, been keeping abreast any internet? of everything. They've they've got internet over there, but I wasn't I wasn't logged in for a lot of the time because <laughs> I was just spending some quality time with the family. So you're going to update me throughout the show right. on everything that's been going on over the last week. Who's in? Who's out? Who's been floated? Jason Horn Francis has dropped a bomb he has. last night. He's off. He's he doesn't want to deal with the Adelaide Crows. He's got homesickness, yes. but he's only got sort of half a club <laughs> Strictly homesickness. Strictly in the Alberton uh, part yeah. of town. Yeah, he doesn't want to go anywhere near Westlakes because that's not part of home. <laughs> even it's... though they're about six kilometres apart, <laughs> yeah. would they even would they be six kilometres apart? Probably not. It's probably yeah, it'd be a ten minute drive between wow. the two. But he's uh, just wants to go home, Tim Kelly style. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm homesick. I miss my family and friends, but I will only deal with. It's one a very club. specific type of homesickness. Uh, and it is the big news of – it dropped last night, Cal Toomey, who we'll hear from uh, across the trade period, of course, and we have been last week. He will. Uh, he was the man who got the story, Coons. It's the all-important uh, news breaker in that space. So he was onto it last night that uh, Jason Horn francis was going to pursue a trade back to Port Adelaide. And uh, interestingly, the Kangaroos, in a sign of – uh, the likelihood that this deal will go through. The Kangaroos tweeted a statement saying that they acknowledged the trade request and uh, that uh, Jade, Jason Horn Francis wanted to go home. So I, I thought it was interesting that they did acknowledge it and they did put a statement out straight away. I thought if they were going to potentially uh, stand their ground, they wouldn't even acknowledge the the request. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're, they're ready. They've been preparing for this. There have been murmurings and rumours throughout the year about his discontent at the club. 
Uh, he showed that on the field. He showed that off the field. So it's no surprise, really. It, I am disappointed that this has happened. One year in? One year into a contract. Mm. He's 19 years old. He hasn't had a chance to settle in at all and immerse himself in his new club. I understand that there's a lot of instability at North Melbourne. You could say that. Yeah. Coach gone. New coach suspended for now or hasn't even walked through the door Mm. yet. Um, So you understand all that. But it does take a long time, at least two three years before you feel comfortable, one, at AFL level, two, when you get to know your teammates, and three, with a new um, interstate lifestyle. That, But it, it takes – and I don't know who's giving him advice on this or if he's not listening to advice, but surely his family, those close to him, and his management are saying, listen, North Melbourne have – they've given up a lot. Mm. To get yep. you, they've sacrificed a lot. We've had their, their they, first number they one turned pick down a ever. lot. They too. turned down a lot, which we'll get into mm. a little bit later. And after one year, you've requested a trade home because, well, I can I can only think it's it's under performance and not being able to take feedback. Mm. Well, now yep. everyone says that he's a he's an ultra competitive kid. Well, if you're an ultra competitive Kid, surely you do everything right to get yourself as fit, as strong, yep. uh, and and to be able to perform at your peak as early as possible. So I was in a similar situation to Jason Owen Francis mm-hmm. when I was drafted. You were. South, South Australian kid. Yep. Pick number one, uh, go to the draft, pack your bags, and two days later, you're in Melbourne. And there's a, an element of homesickness there for my first two, maybe even three years of being in Melbourne. But I felt an obligation to the Western Bulldogs to, to stick it out uh, for at, at least the, the two, three-year period. And yeah. once I felt at home after 30 or 40 games at AFL level, then I, I started to fall in love with the club and the teammates, and I didn't want to leave. So there was opportunities for me to go back to Adelaide early on in my career. And um, But you, I think, yeah, you've got to do the right thing with the club that's given you your start. Yeah. and Or, yeah. or do what Archie Perkins did in the first place and say, listen, I don't want to go. Mum doesn't want me to go anywhere. I'll stay at home. Yeah, just... right? <laughs> Which, and then they would have been able to deal with their first round picks and actually get something a lot more attractive and juicier and have two, maybe three young kids who want to be at North Melbourne. So, I mean, <clears throat> as I said, it's it's disappointing after one year. And we, it's not, he's not alone, though. I mean, this Tanner Bruin has requested a train after yes. two. Ollie, Ollie Henry. Ollie Henry. So Officially requested a move to the Cats. So this, I mean, it begs the question about you know longer term uh, contracts for for first round draft picks at the very least three or four years. Yeah. At least make it harder for uh, for them to leave and make it easier for clubs to to get maximum value yeah. out of it. Well, I, I think though, in in look at Horn Francis' situation, a, lo- a longer contract, a shorter, con- it wouldn't matter. No, He's but still- at least it gives the clubs more to bargain with. Mm. If Does it's it? A, if it's a if it's a four year deal, to yeah. a, given to a, a first round draft pick, then obviously the the Tanner Bruin and Ollie Henry situations, they the clubs have more to bargain with yes, at the yep, end of the second yep, year. Yeah, at the end of the second year when they're out of contract. So, Roos fans, get in touch with us. Uh, let us know how you're feeling. You happy? Unhappy? Angry? Uh, just get in touch and uh, let us know your feelings, your thoughts, maybe even what he's worth, what you'd like for him. In return, or whether you want to hold him to his contract, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight, 
And Adam Kearney's sitting in front of the text machine, 0419187323. What do Let you us think know. Of, what do you think about all this? So, because... Yes. Uh, he's and he's a great... So he's going to be a great player. I don't think anyone's questioning that. I mean, the, the ability that he has, the, the power, the speed, um, he can go forward and kick goals. I don't think he's ever going to uh, um, get 40 disposals in a game, but he can burst... Yeah, through, he'll be three a, stoppages, uh, a, 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 twenty-five yeah. and two, running away from contests, yeah. flashy goals. Yeah. So what's what's your take on like the the, the kids these days mm. and the attitude? And I mean, you're at an AFL club at the moment. What, has it? How has it changed so much from when we got drafted? I don't know. I think just generally when you engage with younger people, you know, you and I aren't that old, really. Uh, we, you may feel it, but we're not mm. really that old in terms of our lifespan. But even when you engage with younger Players, and you think back to when you were first drafted and when I went to Essendon and Joe Watson and David Hill and James Hurd was a coach, and you, I, was, I was petrified to really speak to them. <laughs> and then you, you fast forward to now and the way that the young guys are, A, encouraged to speak up and to call you out if you do something that's not right at the club, but just generally the way that they like to engage with you, it is just – it's just poles apart. You, you, expect, you expect and – and cop a, a bit of back chat and some and some banter and some fun and a lot of it is fun but I guess the environment determines how it's received a lot of that so you know maybe Jason Horn Francis and and the way he's conducted himself at the Cats or at, at the D's or a club that's performing well and highly it, it's probably seen and 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 shone in a different light but at the Roos where everything else has been going poorly it, it comes across differently but the kids are. There, there's more confidence. There's more belief. They've, they've got, and it's instilled in them to there's be more entitlement to have I a think. lot more front. Yeah, well, a lot more front. Yeah, and that's a sense of entitlement, I think, without having runs on the board. Mm. So, w- would you have dreamt of arguing with your big ruckman in your first sort of handful of games in the middle of Marvel Stadium on a no, Sunday afternoon? No, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. But that's. Again, that's we we see it a little bit more now, and he's probably the the, the he's the one that's been uh, had this spotlight shone on him the brightest because he's the number one pick and the and the issues around North Melbourne. But no, you couldn't imagine doing that as yeah. a young player. But that's just the way it's going. Let's go to uh, Dylan from uh, Beaconsfield. He's a Ruse supporter and wants to talk about the Hornet. Welcome, Dylan. What are your views on uh, Jason Horn Francis and his? Request to go back to Port Adelaide. Uh, morning, gentlemen. How are we? Good, good, thanks. It's good. Uh, yeah, it's obviously it's disappointing. Uh, it's, you know, our first number one pick and after one year he wants to wants to go. Um, yeah, obviously it is disappointing and we'd like to keep him, but at the same time I think it's best if we just uh, cut our losses and get rid of him and look... He's obviously Port's first round pick uh, this year, and most likely then uh, first round, yeah, next year too. I'm, I'm guessing, unless they can throw in, throw in like a player, which look, I, I wouldn't know. Look, I'd love Butters, obviously that's not happening, but um, yeah, I'd say uh, definitely this year's first round and next year's first round. So, as North Melbourne supporter, would you be? I mean, is that enough for a kid who? could potentially move back home and be a superstar of the competition uh, and tear it to shreds in three or four years' time. I mean, is, is pick eight in a future first enough 
to satisfy North Melbourne supporters, given uh, there was potentially three first-rounders on the table for him before mm. he even walked in the door well, at North? I want to... I want to ask you and uh, the the listeners, is he worth more now than he was last year? So last year, uh, it's it's been reported that, that Adelaide, the Crows, uh, made a huge offer to get pick one, which, of course, was Horn Francis. So it was reported that the Crows offered pick six yep. and two round one picks in this year's draft. So that is a lot. Is he worth more than that now? So 12 months in, he's been exposed at AFL level, what, 15, 16, 17 times. Is he worth more or less than that? The reality is North Melbourne aren't going to get to that level no. for him this no, year, No, that's true. But is he worth more than that well, now? Is he worth more than what he was worth, what, than what he was before we'd seen him play a game? On, on, on potential, it's at least, it'll be at least two first-round picks. So, because... We've seen what he can do, and that's based purely on on projecting uh, when he matures, when he gets fitter, when he gets stronger, when he learns to stay in the ice bath for more than 35 <laughs> seconds. Like, these are all things that, that happen after year 20, 21, 22. Um, I wasn't an unbelievably professional player when I first walked in the door, and, and I think that he's got that competitiveness, but he doesn't have that professionalism just yet. So, I mean... It's three first round picks is a lot to give up. I mean, mm. in hindsight, they should have certainly split that pick one last year and got the deal done and get three players in the door. Maybe they look to do that with this year's pick one, North Melbourne. Mm. So split that with, oh, I understand that the Jack Bowes situation with the Gold Coast Some Suns. Money tied they, up around that. Yeah, but if they get um, pick five for Rankin, you'd look to split, you know, pick five and seven maybe get Jack Bowes in the door and get rid of your pick one. You end up with five, seven, and eight in this year's draft. And then f- first rounders for yep. next year, it's, it's a pretty well, strong position to we'll, be in. We'll get into that in the second hour because I've gone back to uh, 2008. We've had a look at all the, uh, the, the year, pick ones, all the pick ones uh, of 2008 and, 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 have a look at what was offered for Horn Francis, but then have a look as as to whether you would do a deal for for the pick ones because there's not many that you wouldn't do that deal for. So we'll get into that in the second hour. Uh, Lucas in Fairfield, and he wants to talk about uh, potential zoning of picks. Luca, explain this one for us. Yeah, g'day. Um, so in the AFLW draft, um, it's um, been it was called a few years ago a state based draft. And that was due to the fact that um, not all contracts were full-time and due to other responsibilities players might have had that they could request what state they would wish to be drafted in. And I think it was shown to us that this isn't... um, that it's actually not too skewed away from interstate clubs when Charlie Rowbottom nominated to go into the national draft because... She was had an agreement with Gold Coast and was happy to go there and start, you know, rebuilding this young team and be a part of that. Well, do you think that a state-based sort of nominate, nominating system in the AFL men's national draft would have any sort of, like, would, would that work in any way? What do you think, Coons? Would it be, be taking a step back? Well, yeah. Well, the AFL, the draft is in place to equalise the competition in mm. theory. So every club uh, in, in a rotating sort of 
time frame wins a premiership. So mm. they want they want the club every twenty new years. club to win it. Well, yep. every, every eighteen years would be sorry would be precise sorry. until a few more clubs come into the competition, sorry. which is coming up soon. My but, mistake. But that's why it, it was brought in. So if well, if if there's a state based system, what if the best three kids um, in the country all nominate to to stay at the one. Um, location, so uh, understand that um, this situation with Jason Owen Francis uh, is a nightmare for the AFL and it's a nightmare for North Melbourne. But the amount of uh, testing, uh, questioning from sort of sports psychologists that get done pre-draft, they they would have understood that there would have been some trepidation for Jason Owen mm. Francis to want to move interstate, and then it's up to the club whether they want to take the risk and back in their culture. Um, and their teammates to, to get around the young fella so he does feel comfortable. So, And clearly that's backfired in the first year. I, I, I felt like he was more comfortable with Alastair Clarkson coming to the club. Yes. Yeah, well, so that's this has the, thrown a spanner in the works. That's the other element, isn't it? And we've got a, a, a off the text here, maybe the North Melbourne and Clarko drama is the straw that oh, broke well, the camel's back. So, um, yeah, that's that's the other element that we'll, we'll, we'll dive into as well. James is in Caulfield. We'll get to him uh in a moment, but uh, yeah, I'm keen to explore that element as well because that's just a part of the whole situation as well. But you're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Plenty of news happening all over the place. Carlton Forward, Coons. Carlton Forward, the big boy, Harry Mackay, has signed. News just broke this morning. A mammoth contract extension, tying him to the club until the end of 2030. What? The seven-year deal sees Mackay join Melbourne's Clayton Oliver with the lengthiest contract in the AFL. Seven. Seven years for Big Harry. And uh, Charlie Curnow signed up for a, a monster one He signed until also. 2029. Oh, my Lord. Paddy Cripps has signed up for a long time as well. And as we've been speaking about and will continue to speak about Jason Horn Francis has met with Port Adelaide and is only interested in joining the power, according to our very own Kane Corns. Uh, Kano confirmed on Trade Radio this morning that last year's number one pick met with power coach Ken Hinckley and the GM of footy Chris Davies last week and made it abundantly clear that Port Adelaide is the only club for him and he's not interested in speaking or dealing with the Adelaide Crows. Well, Port Adelaide are going to be under a fair bit of pressure next year to perform and get to are. a grand final. And he thinks that the scrutiny is large in Melbourne. Well, wait till he gets back to Adelaide. You know more yes, than most about yeah, the pressures yeah. and scrutiny about a player um, going to South Australia. So he's not going to escape the No, he and uh, Isaac Rankin potentially might share it, which, uh, which could be helpful. But there will be plenty to go around, make no mistake. And Tim Taranto will officially become a Tiger as soon as today. And I mentioned this off the top, Coons, potentially some movement in the first uh, few hours of the trade period because reports are an in-principle deal has been struck ahead of day one of the AFL trade period. The Age is reporting the Giants midfielder will land at Richmond in one of the first trades 
on Monday morning. So we'll keep uh, our eyes and ears out for uh, whether that goes through. Hey, Tyler's need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. And throughout the morning, Coons, we're going to be crossing to uh, AFL House. Our very own uh, Josh Gablich is going to be down there speaking to all the movers and shakers. So looking forward to to uh, having a chat to, to Joshy. He's on the ground over there, so that'll be good. We'll get some regular updates. Hopefully there is a trade or two that go through early. Generally, they wait till a bit later in the week, so it'd be nice to get off to a bumper start. And we're in the good slot for it too, 9 yeah, to 11. Yeah. We're, we're the prime time, boys. prime position for trade, so we look forward to that. I just want to, uh, if we can, extend that chat about uh, being in Adelaide and the, the fishbowl yeah. that is, uh, it is football unique. in South Australia. So he's going – and. Let's say hypothetically it is sort of the three first-rounders or two first-rounders and a player. When he goes back to Port Adelaide, um, the amount of pressure that they are in and under after round five this year with Ken Hinckley, and we saw what happened at North Melbourne when they weren't performing. What's what's going to happen to him next year if he gets to Port Adelaide and the supporters say, well, we've given up an absolute mountain of picks and a, potentially a player to get this kid back and they're zipping five again. Mm. What's going to happen in Adelaide in the press? Well, the same thing that will happen to Isaac Rankin if he goes there for a you know a pick five and he's the highest paid crow ever or that's the narrative around him. Mark Rusciuto won't be happy with and that. And he doesn't have... <laughs> He doesn't have the runs on the board and, and he, he plays a few quiet ones because he's a young player still and he plays, you know, in a small forward role. And Jason Horn Francis the same. He's as you said, he's not his quiet games are going to be obviously quiet because he's not a he's not one of those mids who in a quiet game still picks up twenty four disposals and you think, Oh, well he's had twenty four. Um, you know, no worries. So yeah, you are spot on. It's uh it's a unique environment. Melbourne's you know, Melbourne's Melbourne. There's a lot of uh, people and uh, and press and and spotlight here as well, but it's a unique beast over there in Adelaide. So we uh, we we've got to get a deal done first. But if he goes over there, um, um, yeah, it's a good point. There's going to be less pressure and scrutiny uh, if he stays at North Melbourne and even underperforms to the level that he wants to get to mm. quickly. So I mean, it's a it's a big uh, again, it's a, it's a big jump to want to leave a club after being the number one pick after one season, but also he's got to factor in what sort of pressure he's going to be in. Well, over that's there, the job so. of the manager, isn't it? To to inform your player of exactly, not just saying here's the contract, here's how much you're getting, this is where I reckon we'll play. All those uh, sorts of things uh, involved as well. As I said before, throughout the morning we'll be joined by Josh Gablich down at AFL House. He's going to have all the heavy hitters, all the big timers, list managers, clubs, recruiters, everyone. He'll uh, he'll bring them to us first. So uh, we're going to get a quick break out of the road so we can uh, hopefully speak to Josh. He'll have someone. He'll have just one of the biggest names in this space uh, straight away. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. The Trade Rewind for Pazload, all new Pazload Trim Master, built to perform. Reliability, comfort, performance, in-store now. Coons, the Trade Rewind, as you heard, all new Pazload Trim Master, built to perform reliability, comfort, performance, in store now, the Tomboy Trade. Ooh. 
Tom Boyd, now this is very relevant to uh, where we are currently at with Jason Horn francis and his situation. So the Tom Boyd trade, of course, the Dogs and the Giants involved. Now, the Western Bulldogs received Tom Boyd, of course, and in return, GWS received Ryan Griffin. Mm, the captain. Former, was he the captain at the time? He was the captain of the Dogs. Jeepers. Yeah. Creepers. And Carnage. pick six. Which uh, the which they selected uh, Caleb Marchbank, who's now a Carlton footballer. Oh, he's gone. So it was Tom Boyd for Griffin and pick six. So there's a little. Uh, was Griffin at the peak of his powers? Yeah, was he, he was, just he was he was a very very good player. Oh yeah, uh, probably just reaching the end of his peak, but still had some good footy left in him. Unfortunately, it didn't quite reach those levels. At the Giants. I think mm. it was a bit broken hearted by everything that happened at the Western Bulldogs at that stage. Yep. But it worked out really well for the Dogs. I understand that Tom Boyd didn't fulfill his full contract, but he performed Aye. when he, he needed yep. to. I think Dogs fans would take mm. the uh, what, second best on ground in a premiership. Yeah. You'd take that. Absolutely. So they're wrapped. And so that's, that's what uh, a former. Number one pick was traded for. Ruse fans, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. That's what Tom Boyd was moved for. What will Jason Horn Francis be moved for? That's what we're keen on finding out. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Give us a call on that number or send us a text. 0419-187-323. I wonder what the Giants fans would have been thinking at that stage. So the number one pick, key forward. What were forward. Dogs fans thinking? They just traded their captain. <laughs> yes. And their coach had either just been sacked or was about to be sacked. I can't remember the exact timeline, but yeah. Brendan McCartney was either, as I said, sacked or about to be sacked a week or so later. Yeah, I think it was It was just after that. So what were the Dogs fans thinking? Yeah, they were thinking the club is in turmoil and it's a, a long way back from here and Two years later, they win the flag. Mm. So that can, that's that's how quickly things can turn around, Ruse fans. If you get three first-round picks for Jason Horn francis or two first-round picks and a player, <clears throat> maybe bring a ready-made mid into the fold and you'll be winning a flag in two years' time. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Josh Jenkins and Adam Cooney with you for Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota cer- certified pre-owned in a class of its own, and we're just waiting on our man Josh Gablich, who's down at AFL House. We'll be crossing to Josh to hear from all eighteen clubs, all eighteen clubs, including some one v ones, some one on ones, like in your face kind of Ooh, stuff. Nice with uh, some list managers. Well, we look forward to that. And while we await Joshy and those press conferences, can I ask you the, about Jason Horn Francis? If you were a list manager club of North Melbourne and you decided no. We're going to dig in here. We're going to back in the process with Alistair Clarkson, and we hope that he'll be coaching this football club next year. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out and Jason Horn francis plays reasonable footy next year, what what could that trade sort of look like at the end of, at the end of next, next year? year Possible. Uh, well, well, that's that's why I posed the question about whether he's worth more now or what was offered for him last year. Would you year. think about doing that, though, holding on to him? I think you need to. I think you need to, yes. If 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 everyone is still of the belief that he's a generational talent, and that's what is being told to us, 
then yes, unless you get what you deem is at least close to fair and reasonable, you have to you have to hold on to him. Now the risk is that he completely you know sulks it up and doesn't put in, but that won't that won't that won't mean his talent evaporates. He might just you know have a have a he might have to have a lot of games in the VFL. Who knows? He might also mature, and he might think you know what I was a bit of a goose last year. I want to be here and I want to help this club turn things around. So. Who knows? Who knows? I, I um, Nick Del Santo and I did a game for AFL Nation during the season, and uh, he wasn't being helped by the way that they were playing him. He was playing high half forward, off the ball, away from the footy a lot. And but it was clear that he didn't have much of an understanding of how hard you need to run, when you need to run, being able to predict where the ball's going. He was reacting to the game, and as you know, Coons when you're playing around the footy or half forward, you can't react to the game. You've got to predict the game. And and he clearly wasn't able to do that. And in that game, he actually spent more time with Brent Harvey, the runner, than he did getting the footy. And Brent Harvey was saying, mate, can you just please give us something bottom lip up? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the, yeah, the attitude problems are there. <clears throat> and that's you're right, that's a maturity thing. So he'll grow out of that in three or four years' time. <clears throat> and if he's as competitive as what everyone says, mm-hmm. surely the club, if they do hold him to that contract, sure, surely the pride in his performance, you don't want to waste two seasons of AFL footy, let alone one quarter or one game. So, I mean, the pride in the the spirit that he should show, and, and, and if he's got that competitiveness, yes. it doesn't matter if he's at North Melbourne next year and doesn't want to be there. He has to perform to that level and get to that level as quickly as possible because you don't want to waste a moment in the NFL. Mm. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Couldn't agree uh, more. We're going to speak to Carlton List manager Nick Austin momentarily. So uh, he just said, Nick Austin said, yeah, I'll have a chat. I've just sewed up. Sign up Harry Mackay for seven years. I'm more than happy to jump in front of a microphone. So we'll chat to Nick uh, in a moment. What about that Harry Mackay deal? So Cripps has signed up long-term. Mackay signed up long, long, long-term. Mm. And Kerno, Charlie Kerno, the Coleman medalist, is signed up long-term. The only one remaining really off the top of my head is Tom DeConing, the young emerging ruckman. So things are looking pretty good. I know they missed the finals, but they, you know, one of the better teams – to have missed the finals in some time, to my eye, you yeah. know the record. Your record is your record, but um, yeah, he's, the, the Blues. All things, all things look good. So it looks like we're going to go to Josh Gablich has got uh, someone from the Brisbane Lions. So let's go to Josh Gablich at AFL House now. Thank you, Josh. Daddy Daly, the head of football at the Brisbane Lions, joins me now. Danny, massive day for the club. Daniel McStay, do we expect that deal to be done? Uh, yeah, no doubt it'll be done, whether it's today or in the next couple of days, we're not sure. It's, um, that's in the hand of another club at the minute, but at some stage it'll be done in the next few days, no doubt. What's the expectation in terms of compensation? Obviously you want the end of first round pick, there's so much tied to that with Josh Dunkley, Will Ashcroft, Jasper Fletcher. Is that the expectation or will it be more likely a second round? Oh, look, uh, no doubt we'd love the first rounder. Uh, whether that happens or not is out of our hands again, but at, uh, at worst you'd expect a second rounder, so you know, we'll see where that lands. So much interest in Josh Dunkley and how that deal gets done. How are talks progressing with Sam Power and the Bulldogs? Uh, yeah, Dom's had a, a couple of uh, little conversations with the doggies. Um, we'll continue to work with them. Uh, out of respect for them, we know that uh, they've got some other stuff to work through as well at the same time. So we'll continue to work through that and uh, get the best outcome for both clubs. Do you expect to have any more deals in the works? Obviously, Josh Dunkley is a big one. Jack Gunston is the other one. Is that something that will get done pretty quickly? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. We've got a couple of days to, to work through whether we do that as a free agency or a trade. So, um, when, you know, as much as we'd love to get into the club as quickly as we can, uh, we need to make sure we go through our true diligence and what's the best thing for him. So I uh, expect that to be done in the next two or three days, potentially. What was your reaction with the Jack Dunton deal? Because there's been so much interest in Gunston and where his future lay. Obviously had a really strong finish to the year, kicked those 17 goals in the last five rounds. You must have been wrapped when he told you last week that he was heading north. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we put a bit of work into to Jack and selling the club and obviously he's got the relationship with Fags and Grant Bircher who works for mm. us. So uh, when he decided to come to us, uh, we were pretty stoked about it. Um, he'll add to our forward line. Um, obviously, Dean McStay goes out and he potentially comes in. So we're just so relieved to have a player of his quality coming into our football club, you know, three-time Premiership player, and I'm sure he'll add some value uh, on the field and off the field for us, so it's a good get for us. Danny, just take us inside the pursuit of Gunston. Has it been something that's been 12 months in the works? Tom Ambrosio is obviously heavily involved in this. What, what's the process been to get Gunston to the club? Um, well, I think uh, you look through all the players that are out of contract and you look at your own list and, and look at what holes you need to fill. So, you know, as you said, Dom's done a lot of work in that area. Um, with Gunston and, and his management and uh, we've been in talks obviously the last couple of months and um, again out of respect for Hawthorne, uh, you know, we just let it go towards the end of the year and, and waited till the season finished before we uh, pursued it any further but as I said we're just so happy he's come to our football club. Just lastly, obviously a lot of Brisbane supporters were disheartened to hear Cam Rayner linked to a move last week. Can you knock that on the head? He's not going to go anywhere, is he? No, 100%. Never been spoken about. Uh, we love Cam, he loves our football club. Uh, we don't let good people go, um, and he'll be in the lines for hopefully the next 10 years. Thanks, Danny. Back to you, Josh. There, there you go. There's uh, Josh Gablich and uh, Lions footy boss Danny Daly. So uh, a little bit there. The Lions have got plenty on their plate. So it was a it was a very, uh, very appropriate way to kick things off down there at AFL House because there's plenty uh, happening for the Lions. They've got to get Josh Dunkley through the door, got Ashcroft, uh, they've got Jasper Fletcher they've got to get in the door and they've got to get Jack Gunston through the door. But we're going to go back straight back to AFL uh, House because Carlton List manager Nick Austin, who's had a big morning, is standing by with Josh Gablich. Go ahead, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, Nick Austin has joined us now on Trade Radio. He's just walked away from the media. It's been a massive morning for Carlton. Take us inside the Harry Mackay deal because we were hoping it was heading this way, but it's been done over the weekend. Tell us about it. Yeah, look, it's really exciting for us and, and for Harry. I mean, to get him committed long-term, it's a big deal, along with Charlie, but to have those two key pillars locked away is really exciting for our footy club and speaks volumes for the environment that's been created that our players want to stay and want to play together. So it's it's been, uh, yeah, it's been good negotiations, really, really well done um, all the way through. Um, Dave Trotter at Hemisphere does a great job and, um, yeah, we're wrapped to have it completed. Now, Mackay wasn't out of contract to the end of next year. He got it done pretty quick. How did it get done so quick? I think because bottom line was Harry wanted to stay and we wanted him we wanted him to stay. So um, you know, to take himself off the free agency table, he would have obviously fielded some um, some big deals and some big offers, but to take himself off the table and, and commit to the footy club for another seven years on top of next year is a, a great result. The Blues have been really busy in this time of year in the last few years, especially during your time. It doesn't look like you're going to be as busy this year at this stage. Blake Akers, will that be the first deal you get done? Yeah, I think so. Look, we'll catch up with Fremantle at some stage today and we'll see see where that goes. But look, yeah, Blake um, comes to us as a, a big-bodied, experienced wingman, the one that we've been looking for. And, you know, he played some pretty impressive footy in the finals for them and he'll add to our group straight away. So, yeah, he'll, um, yeah he's one that we'll go after. Liam Jones is expected to get done today. What compensation does the club expect to get back? Yeah, look, we're not sure. We'll, we'll leave, leave that to the AFL. Um, 
Now the, the paperwork will go through, and once they've got a, an all on on the contract, which we're not privy to, we'll wait and see. They'll, they'll plug that into their formula and we'll see what it spits out. Are we expecting any other deals for the Blues during the trade period? Uh, look, we're not sure. You never say never. But look, our, our aim now is to work ourselves towards a, a strong draft hand and uh, bring in some young talent. We've had three national draft picks in the last two years. Um, as you mentioned, we've been pretty active in the trade space in the last um, 24 months. So. Uh, we'll go back to the draft and, and try and bring in some kids. Last one for you, Nick. Paddy Dow is obviously one that draws a lot of attention given where he was taken in the draft. Do you expect him to still be a Carlton player come October 12, 7.30pm? Yeah, look, we're not sure. Look, Paddy's out there. He's looking to explore his options and get an opportunity. And as you said, he's a contracted player. But um, yeah, our midfield dynamics changed enormously in the last 12 months. And unfortunately for Paddy, it's meant limited opportunities at the level. So we'll work with Paddy and his manager and, and we'll see what um, opportunities are out there and see what we can do for him. Well done on the big deal for Harry Mackay. Thanks for your time on Trade Radio. Thanks, Josh. Cheers, mate. There you go. There's Carlton List Manager Nick Austin and that's a plus for host plus Harry Mackay's seven-year extension. Got done super quick, as you heard from Nick Austin, host plus an industry super fund for all Australians run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Now, Coons, is a bit to uh, take out of that. Of course, Harry Mackay was clearly keen to stay uh, at the Blues. I I presume there would have been some gigantic offers available to him if he had have sought them, but he's not exactly going hungry as a Blue with a seven-year deal that you'd imagine is up around you know seven figures as well. Yeah, no doubt. And it, uh, from a Carlton perspective, I don't have to worry about that free agency that looms large a couple of years down the track, so it eliminates that. It, it is... One reason why clubs are signing their superstar players to long-term deals because it's just one less headache they have to worry about. Mm. They understand that Harry's going to be a great player for the next seven years. Um, he's going to be kicking goals. Um, injuries, can't we understand that, that there is an element of risk. It's a risk worth taking. Attached there, but yep. it is a risk worth taking um, and, and having signed their two big boys up. It's it's a stable club now. Yep, They're on the up. They're expected to play finals. They'll get Blake Akers in for... Um, not too much, mm-hmm. you know, I think. Some sort of uh, f- third rounder was in, potentially spoken yep. about there. So that deal will get done. Cheapest chips for Blake Akers, and they continue to get stronger through the midfield. And Paddy Dow will unfortunately be squeezed out because of that. But uh, I don't mind the, the longer-term deals. Um, I, I like them for key forwards. I'm not sure um, about the, the midfield um, yep. longer deal. I, I suppose it depends on the player. Um Paddy Cripps, you can you, you can understand, um, superstar. So, as as we mentioned, Kane doesn't like them. We understand that. No, because of, I think that's been made abundantly <laughs> because clear. of the risk involved. But clubs have got to look to the future, and uh, with when it, it comes to free agency, mm-hmm. and and it's the year out now, the pre agents, the, the clubs, other clubs start to circle. So it's just one thing they've got to one less thing they have to worry about now. And um, stable clubs are good clubs. Absolutely. So just wrapping up, Nick Austin of the Blues. Blake Akers should get done very soon. Liam Jones are not sure on the compensation. And Paddy Dow is exploring his options. And, of course, that's all on the back of Harry Mackay's uh, re-signing for seven years at the Blues. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Josh Jenkins and Adam Cooney here with you all the way through to 11am. And it's heating up. 
We haven't had an official trade done, but all of the heavy hitters are making their way down to AFL HQ. We've heard from Danny Daly and Nick Austin of Brisbane and Carlton, respectively. And we'll be going back to AFL House shortly to speak to Adelaide List Manager Justin Reid. And he's got a bit of uh, work to do as well. He's going to try and bring Isaac Rankin through the doors. But you were just saying to me... Well, I believe that's going to be an exclusive, isn't it? One-on-one chat with yourself and Justin Reid. Yes, well, we, we'll, <laughs> we'll butt heads. Make haven't no caught mistake. up for a while. Two, no, we haven't, haven't caught up for a little while, Justin and I. <laughs> uh, but I am grateful for everything you did for me. Uh, the Brisbane forward line. Talk to me. So Jack Gunston, it's from the sounds of things, from what Danny Daly said, it might actually be a trade. And we... we Flagged this last week, so you don't want to offset the compensation uh, that McStay will bring in by bringing in Gunston. Yep. So that will probably be a trade, which might mean it takes a little longer. But their forward line, so McStay out, Gunston in effectively. What do you think? Well, I think the forward line looked really good with the two tall forwards. Not the three, yeah, so the there. two. Well, I just think that it allows Danaher and Hipwood to, to have some separation and roam and actually... Uh, it would look like he wanted to be the man when he was a sort of lone key forward. And we know what Danaher can do at times. So I think it's a crowded forward line with the three tolls there. Uh, it looked certainly better and more open um, when, when it wasn't. The, the two two tolls and four smalls, uh, three three and a hybrid possibly could yep. work. But, yep. um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, Jack Gunson's a terrific player. and He's a free agent and um, a trade is not going to cost them much, even no, if it does no, no. Uh, end up going down that path. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that it's been a, it's a heavy forward line that they've got. McStay out, Gunston in. Unless they use him as a really high half forward, a bit of a roamer, get up to the wing and, and then push back. Understand how well Jeremy Cameron did it as a key forward. He'd work up to half back and yeah. lose his opponent and then quite often be the first back inside 50. So maybe they see that as a similar role that Jack Gunston could play. Yeah, I like it. Now, this is what we love off the text line. At 0419 We've had the text uh, coming in thick and fast. This is what we love, some lateral thinking. Could Melbourne trade in Brody Grundy and then on-trade him to Carlton for Tom DeConing and agree to pay an extra portion of his contract each year? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? That's creative. Melbourne trade in Brody Grundy. Only to then to trade him on. So he get, gets traded twice in one yeah. trade period. Yeah, I like the idea of on-trading players straight away. Is that allowed? I might. What happens in the NBA? Well, yeah, I think you can you can on-trade a player straight away. Mm. And I might slide that into my mega trade oh. a bit later. Shish, we haven't got to that, have we? Um, uh, well, you you said you're out. You've had a week of abuse and you can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's not good for your mental health, so I've taken no, well, over. It's it's good in the moment. It's more the after-the-fact stuff where, you know, a few things uh, come your way. But Some uh, of these mega trades sound good on air, and when you put the graphic in your head, up, yeah. it, you think, oh, gee, did I really say that? <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, Justin Reed's going to join us a little later in the show. He must be uh, no traffic in Adelaide, so he's come over here to the Big Smoke, and he's caught in a little bit of traffic. So we'll speak to him uh, shortly, and uh, we'll just get a break out of the way, and then we'll be ready to rock and roll for uh, Justin Reed and or anyone else who rolls through. This is Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own.
Welcome back. This is Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. If you want to get in touch with us, look at him strutting <laughs> Have through a look. There. I've never seen a bigger strut on a man that just walked through the room as Cal Toomey after yeah, dropping the big bomb last night. Oh. Have you ever have a look at him? <laughs> Six foot eight, he looks. Bringing like a uh, Now chest. we're going to go quickly. Sorry to uh, interrupt your uh, light humour. We're going to go straight to AFL House because Josh Gablich is with Collingwood GM of football, Graham Wright. Thank you, Josh. Yes, I'm here with Graham Wright. Graham, massive day for the club on Friday. Resigned Jordan Degoe for five more years. You must have been wrapped when you got that call on Thursday night. Yeah, we were. Yeah, obviously, Geordie had been considering other options as well, and you know, he's a free agent, so quite within his rights to do that. Um, but yeah, really pleased that we got it out of the way on um, on Thursday night, and able to lodge it on Friday. And he's a Collingwood player for life, as he said. And then just before the Copeland Trophy, it was revealed that Ollie Henry wants to get to Geelong. Is that something that you'll facilitate during this trade period? Ah, uh, at this stage, listen, Ollie's out of contract, and uh, Geelong. Um, boy, obviously come out of out of Geelong and his brother plays at Geelong and we understand there's a pool down the highway but we'd really like to retain him so that's where we sit at the moment. Brody Grundy's the other one, obviously he's got five years to run on that big deal but do you expect him to still be a Collingwood player by next Wednesday night? Uh, we've had good conversations with Brody and his management for a long period of time now and you know, we'd suspect that he's um, probably uh, going to Melbourne. We've had good um, dialogue with him and we feel that that's where that'll head. It's Monday morning, do we expect Bobby Hill and Dan McStay to be Collingwood players today? Uh, yes, I would have thought so. Yeah, this afternoon um, we're waiting on uh, a manager to fly in and, and a few things like that that need to be signed. But yeah, we would have thought that had happened. Just take us inside the pursuit of Dan McStay because you've been linked to him for most of the year. Is, was it a need that you identified at the end of last season? You focused in on a handful of players that were coming out of contract and you landed on someone like Dan McStay? Yeah, we needed an extra key position help and um, that, that was a reason to, to go after Dan. You know, he's able to play. As, as a key forward, but he's also too able to go back. He can pitch into the ruck, um, so that was the that was the reason that he can play multiple positions and um, obviously a free agent. So from that perspective, it, it had uh, it was attractive from our perspective, and uh, we're pleased that Dan's um, made the decision to come across. Tom Mitchell is a Brownlow medalist, and there is some links to Collingwood there with Craig McRae, Brendan Bolton. Yourself, of course. Yep. Is there a chance to be a Collingwood player by the end of the period? Oh, I think it's a chance, but it's probably unlikely. Um, yeah, as I said, I think he's a Hawthorne player and contracted at Hawthorne and, and, and listening to, to their comments around him, it's probably unlikely. But um, we've got some interest, but as I said, it'd be um, less of a priority than other things that we've got going. Last one I asked you about is another midfielder, Braden Fiorini, Gold Coast Suns, contracted player. Is he a player of interest right now? Uh, he is, but same again, he's, he's a contracted player and we have other priorities. Um, we're really keen to lock away what we wanted to do in this trade period and we feel like we're heading towards that with, with the three players that, that have initially been linked to us and um, yeah, we'll get through those and see if there's anything else out there for us. Great. Thanks for your time on Trade Radio. Right Back to you, Josh. There we go. Graham Busy. Wright. We feel like everyone, we're getting the, we're getting the nice, uh, juicy uh, people on first because they've got, Collingwood have got plenty happening. I thought, oh, you know, a few things. Grundy and uh, Dugowie gets re-signed. McStay's an obvious one. Bobby Hill. Now, uh, Graham Wright telling us exclusively that both of those uh, free agents should be done today. Ollie Henry, he says he understands the, you know, the pull to, to go home and play alongside his brother, but the club is keen to keep him. And then Tom Mitchell was the one that was thrown up and uh, Graham Wright said that he's not certain a deal will be able to get done, but Adam, I'm hearing that a deal will get done. Hello. 
a deal will be able to get done for Tom Mitchell. So really? it's my understanding that he will, be a, he will be a Collingwood player at the end of the trade period. So a Brownlow medalist will be traded. Who told you that? I beg your pardon. <laughs> well, you told me. No, you didn't tell yeah. me. You didn't tell me. You the walked bra- in here and Brownlow said, Brownlow medal uh, WhatsApp group went off when <laughs> Tom Mitchell said, listen, boys, I'm off to the pies. <laughs> the Brownlow medal WhatsApp Hayden group. Hayden Bunton Sr. wasn't happy about it. So there's a bit – I was just asking whilst Graham was talking, have you ever – have you ever heard of a, a deal or a player being linked to a club that seemingly universally everyone is opposed to except for the club and they're the only ones who matter? <laughs> but I've, I have not heard anyone say that they they believe the McStay to Collingwood deal is the right move for the money and the term and what he does and what he doesn't do. Have you? Can you recall a deal similar where everyone thinks it's wrong? There's only one that springs to mind. And it's mm. in this trade period. Rory Lobb to the dogs. <laughs> Very good point. The only one, apart from that, it just, uh, I mean, these two deals, they just, they don't make sense. Very, very good point. Now, uh, Josh Gablich is back down at AFL HQ with a uh, familiar face. Well, the big Essendon dog. list manager, the, the man no one wants to uh, negotiate with, Adrian Dodoro. The godfather of the trade period. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Coons. Yes, I'm here with Adrian Dodoro, the list manager of the Essendon Football Club. Just another trade period for you, Adrian. What's it like walking back in, ready to go with a new senior coach? Yeah, no, it's really exciting. It's great to have Brad on board and um, we're looking forward to, you know, executing some exciting stuff over the next uh, week or two. What does it do in terms of the trade targets that you've identified to have a new senior coach ready to go, obviously just ahead of the trade period? Yeah, well, we've been really planned as a, a list management team um, heading into trade period, and um, obviously Brad coming on board, and he's got a, a great awareness of, you know, the broader talent pool. Um, so you know, he's bringing a, another set of fresh eyes. Um, so it's just exciting that we've uh, got together over the last sort of 48 hours and have got some goals to uh, to achieve. How active do you expect to be during this trade period? Well, we are starting a little bit behind. Um, obviously, we're not having a, a coach, but we're more than happy to go to the draft this year. We've got a great start with pick four and if we can improve our draft selections and um, you know we can add some further young talent to what is a really strong young list then uh, that'd be a great result for us. Adrian you're linked to Jordan Ngoi for much of last week and in recent months how close were you to getting him to the club? Oh, I don't think that there was uh, much traction there obviously when um, when Ben Rutten was, was here as coach he was pretty keen but once you know um, Ben left the club then that sort of fell away and we, we didn't get any momentum to be honest. In terms of Jack Bowes, you guys have been linked to him as well. Is he a player of interest during this period? Yeah, certainly. He's probably a high priority for us. Um, he's someone that we've tracked over the last couple of years, so it's just not been something that we've thought about over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, we, we have a need for a, a big inside mid, and he, we think he's got the scope um, to really help us. There's obviously a lot of clubs that have been linked to Jack and have met with him in the last week. Do you have a timeline on when he'll make a decision on his future? No, no, we haven't. We're just guided by uh, by him and Rob Durazio, so we'll uh, we'll wait and see what happens. Awesome. Let you get on with your morning. Thank Thanks, Adrian. On, yeah. Back to you, Josh. Oh, that's Essendon List Manager Adrian Dodoro. Uh, he's been uh, doing it for a long, long time, and some of the uh, key takeouts from his chat with Josh Gablich that. Um, they are starting from behind the eight ball in a sense because, of course, they only just found themselves a head coach. <laughs> yeah. So you need to be aligned on that for sure. So they're a little behind the eight ball, more than happy to go to the draft and improve their draft position. Uh, Jordan Degoe, Adrian says, was never uh, never gained much traction, but when he's re-signed, it's easy to say that. But the, the one thing he did say that was of most interest was Jack Bowes is a high priority. That's uh, they're his words, not mine. 
So Jack Bowes, and we know what goes with Jack Bowes, a high priority for the Bombers. Well, they, uh, I guess they see the priority there as getting another pick in, and yeah. they've got the cap space. But to it be makes able sense with a big, big-bodied mid, doesn't it? If yeah. you think he's a good player and 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 need because Merritt's a small mid, uh, McGrath's been in and out of there, but he's not a big guy. Parrish is a small midfielder, so he does he is a fit because he does have that big yeah. body. Oh, but I, 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 in saying that, I haven't seen him uh, monster. Uh, other midfielders playing for the Gold Coast Suns in the last few years. True, but, true, I mean, true. you could the, people are saying like this. His his deal's obviously back ended. Jack mm. Bowes and the Suns find themselves in a position where they're going to have to give up that pick and also um, to offload that salary. But you can easily stretch that out uh, with with Bowes. So give him a, um, a three, possibly a four year deal. Stretch that money out over a bit of time, so you're not overpaying him. And they they've also got a lot of money. Uh, left over the Bombers because they've been targeting an A-grade midfielder or an A-grade key forward for a couple of years now. So they've got plenty of cash. If they get themselves in um, pick four, pick seven, and pick 22 and Jack, get Jack Bowes in the door and stretch out that contract, it's a it's a decent starting point for the yeah, Bombers to work with. It's a it's a really nice hand indeed. How difficult do you think it would be for, for the Bombers? You know, you really need your, your list management crew and your head coach to be aligned and, you know, Brad and, and Adrian in particular have only really barely had time to to meet each other and 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 be aligned and be able to be on the same page. So how you know Adrian said they're starting from behind the eight ball a little bit. How far behind do you think they are? Well, I think Brad Scott will be fairly far behind because he hasn't had a an enormous amount of time to be able to have a look at this list and see how they want to play and how they can develop over the next couple of years. So the list management team would be all over it and they would just present the possible options and see the gaps that need to be filled for the Bombers. Uh, obviously, someone else to, to help Peter Wright uh, would be handy. Um, the key defensive stocks have got some young players coming through that still need another 40 or 50 games before they become... <coughs> sort of uh, ready-made uh, players and stars of the competition potentially. So, I mean, the, the clear one is that is that element that needs to be filled in in terms of the inside mid that can go forward and kick goals. It would be great if Jake Stringer was at the, the yep. level of fitness required to play that 70-30 Dugowie role. So we, we quite often we put those players together. But Jordan Dugowie is streets ahead in terms of uh, how fit he is and yes, now yeah, we're running out games. Yep. Yep. Jake's had a number of soft tissue injuries Um and is more that sort of pinch-hitting midfielder that sprints forward. So, I mean, that would be a, a hole that they could fill, but just can't run out that time in the midfield, unfortunately. So they've got to look to get another player of that similar build and power in that can run out games. Bombers fans, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight, or send us a text on 0419-187-323. Adrian Dodoro saying... We are a little behind the eight ball for obvious reasons, but we're happy to go to the draft and Jack Bowes is of high priority. So let us know uh, what your thoughts are on that and we'll continue to get down to AFL House as we uh, as we move through the morning, Coons, and uh, speak to everyone. It seems like everyone, every club, all 18 clubs have got a lot to get done, but uh, we've certainly spoken to a few who have. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting to hear Adrian Dodoro say that they're happy to go to the draft this year. Mm. Generally, that possibly means that they're going to trade and trade heavily. So they like to, a <laughs> bit of a, as Travis Cloak would say, well, what the smoking shadows behind the windows. <laughs> so he's not going to give his hand away straight. And he wasn't happy when he said that he was notoriously hard to deal with. I thought he might have walked off Set then. Well, and he's shaking his head. No, he's not, no, wasn't happy with you. He's, think, he, you're not, he's a good, uh, good friend of mine. He gave me my <laughs> opportunity uh, in the AFL. So uh, no, we, we're, we're we're good friends. Gave me an opportunity as well late in my career. He, so. he, well, he gave me 
my only uh, well, there was only one opportunity. And, you were uh, a rookie, weren't you? I was, yeah. yeah, and he gave it to me. So uh, brought me down from the bush and gave me a chance. So he's a good man. He gets a bit of a hard time of things, uh, Adrian, with the uh, Essendon faithful. Of course, he's been there for a long time. But And then you just took the cash and the big a, deal and left a, a few years it's later. It's a thankless <laughs> job uh, being a list manager, After Adam. everything he did for you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying my uh, absolute best. To just completely uh, ignore you. But we will be getting down to AFL House and we're going to speak to uh, Head of Player Personnel. Oh, this is an, speaking of American terms. Sounds like a new uh, title. Uh, head of Player Personnel at Fremantle, David Walls, will join Josh Gablich down at AFL House uh, shortly. So we'll get down there and we're basically at the mercy of, of, uh, of, of JG down at AFL House because we're just sitting here and we're just uh, we're listening to what they've got to say and then just breaking it down in the best possible way in the in only in the way only you can well that's all we can do really so Josh is handing over to Josh and thanking Josh and then wrapping up the interview from Josh and then throwing back to Josh mm. it's good stuff yeah he's uh sh- should we take a call is Andrew and Nidri no no he's not ready so just hold fire Andy we'll uh we'll get to you shortly but um, we are going to go and speak to uh, David walls the head of player personnel at Fremantle. Do you Just like do you, another American term? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good to get a job that doesn't have a title, so you make one up and then just formulate yourself into that <laughs> role. But do you think Brad Scott is a, a good appointment for the Bombers? I do. I think he's a. I think he's a great, uh, great appointment. He's he's a coach. He's a professional coach. Experience. That's what they wanted. Yeah, he's a professional coach. So let's go down to AFL House. Josh Gablich is with Head of Player Personnel from the Fremantle Footy Club, David Walls. Yes, that's right, JJ. I'm with David Walls right now. Wallsy, massive 10 days ahead for the Fremantle Football Club. Let's start with Rory Lobb. What's the stance at the moment with the club? Do you expect him to remain a Fremantle? Like you said in a, in a press release recently, Peter Bell said, or will he find a way to the dogs? Uh, no, we've got um, every intention of keeping Rory. Um, the press release that you spoke about, like our position hasn't changed since then. Uh, he's contracted... Um, yeah, like I say, guys that are 207 centimetres that kick two goals a game, go into the ruck of that rare. We've got a young, tall forward line, so he's uh, crucial to us. So, um, yeah, I don't see a way in which we're trading Rory. Let's talk about Luke Jackson now because I think this might be a complex deal that goes down to the deadline. How are negotiations progressing with the Melbourne Footy Club? Uh, it's still very early, still early days. Um, yeah, he's indicated he'd like to come to WA. We'd love to have him, so that's on the uh, agenda today to catch up with Melbourne and see if we can progress that any further. You expect the deal to be done, though, but by the time the deadline strikes next Wednesday night? Definitely hope so, yeah. Let's talk about two boys that have nominated North Melbourne as a footy club they want to go to, Darcy Tucker and Griffin Logue. Has anything changed with them, given what's happened in the last couple of weeks at that footy club? Do you still think that they'll head there at the end of this next fortnight? Uh, I still think, yeah, I still think that they'll, they'll end up there at North, um, although we haven't given up hope. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're talking with Griffin to see if, um, you know, if there is an opening that he would look to come back um, and, and a specific role that he could play with us coming back. Um, and Darcy Tucker, he, um, yeah, we really respect him. He's played over 100 games for our club, but um, he hasn't been able to bed down a role with us the last couple of years. And where he plays, we've got a lot of depth. So he's contracted, uh, and if we can um, help him find a home where he's more likely to play and bed down a role, we'd we'd do that for Dars. What about Liam Henry? Obviously a player used the top 10 pick on not too long ago. There's been reports that he's seeking a trade. Do you expect him to still be a docker? 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like we're still, yeah, high hopes for Liam. Um, yeah, even with Blake Acres, um, you know, wing spot opening, we can really see Liam taking that over. Um, he's made huge gains again this year, so he's contracted for next year, and there's been no conversation about trading Liam or, or a request for a trade either. So he'll, he'll be with us next year. We spoke to Nick Austin from Carlton about 20 minutes ago. He expects the trade to be done today. Is that the Fremantle's perspective? Yep, yep. As soon as Nick gives up a first round, we'll get it done. <laughs> well, how does it get done? It, it, we've, it feels like a third round might be the one that seals the deal. I, I think, yeah, that'll be around the mark. Um, look, we um, weren't prepared to go to the length or term of the contract offer that Carlton offered to Blake, so he's looking for his own security. Uh, but we feel like we've got a lot of coverage, a lot of young players on our list that can play that wing role. Nathan O'Driscoll played it really well this year. Um, James Ash plays it, but then guys like Liam Henry, Michael Frederick, and even some of our halfbacks in terms of um, you know, Jordan Clark, Hayden Young, you know, potentially Heath Chapman can also play up there. So we feel like we've got a lot of good coverage in that area. You snagged one of the bargains of last year's trade period in, in Will Brody from the Gold Coast Suns. You're about to do the same thing in the form of Josh Corbett, who only managed the four games. that had a really strong VFL season. He's a, is he a player that you think he'll get this period? Uh, definitely hopeful, yeah. And I think he could play a real role for us. Um, he's that real hard-working, hit-up, tall forward. Not overly tall, but can take a contested mark and give a really good contest. So um, really looking at him in terms of the role that, I guess, Griffin Logue played when he went forward that, um, that Josh should be able to fill. Great. All the best. Thanks for your time on Trade Radio. Back to you, Coons. Back to you, Coons. There you go. Thanks, I'll, I'll pick it up on behalf of you. Um, that was Josh Gablich down there with, with uh, Head of Player Personnel, effectively the list boss. David Walls of Fremantle. So Luke Jackson, obviously hopeful that'll get done. That's going to take some time, though. Uh, Blake Akers, they weren't willing to go to uh, the same uh, length of tenure and probably money as Carlton were for Blake Akers. So he'll be on the move, you'd imagine, for around three. Josh Corbett um, of Gold Coast, will he's a player. They're hoping to uh, Will Brody 2.0. Clearly, they've identified his work in the VFL and are keen to give him an opportunity. And Griffin Logue's the interesting one. I, I, from that chat, and, and we'll speak about it more as the show goes on and the days go on, I, I think it's clear that Griffin Logue doesn't enjoy getting moved forward, doesn't like playing forward. Yep. They think that they need him forward. He's saying, no, I want to go and play down back because uh, David Wall spoke about Josh Corbett fulfilling a role that Griffin Logue uh, filled at different stages throughout the seasons. I think that might him, sorry. Yeah, so much more comfortable in defence, Griffin mm. Logue, didn't he? I mean, it's a, a hard position to play when you get <clears throat> swung forward and your your other key tools are out. So you're effectively the main man playing uh, playing out of position and it's not natural to him. So you would understand he's been squeezed out um, with Cox and and Ryan and Pierce down there. So they they find a, trying to find a home for him up forward. So you, you can understand why he wants to move into defence. Yeah, and, uh, a bit a, of a uh, opportunity. A bit to uh, play out there with Griffin Logue, Fremantle and the Kangaroos, you'd imagine. So uh, plenty more interviews down there at AFL House across the morning uh, with Josh Gablich at AFL HQ. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
As tweeted by our very own Samuel Edmund, uh, Carlton Key Ford, Harry Mackay has signed a mammoth contract extension, tying him to the club until the end of the 2030 season. That absolutely headlines the Beaumont's news update. Jason Horn francis the news was broken last night that he has met with Port Adelaide and he's only interested in joining them. So Cal Toomey broke the story overall, then Kane Corns added to it this morning saying, on Trade Radio that last year's number one draft pick would uh, has met with Port coach Ken Hinckley and the GM of footy, Chris Davies, and has made it clear that Port Adelaide is the only club for him and he's not interested in joining the Crows. And uh, Tim Taranto will likely officially become a Tiger as soon as today with re- reports that an in-principle deal has been struck ahead of day one of the AFL trade period. Why wouldn't North Melbourne just say... We're going to deal with Adelaide and Port Adelaide to get the best deal for you. You're not doing the right thing well, by I us, so we're that, not going to do the right thing by you. Yeah, I imagine that they probably should and will say that, whether they mean it or not, who knows. Um, so, yeah, we'll watch that one with interest. Hey, Tyler's need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. And as we have been all morning, we're going to uh, keep getting down to AFL House because Josh Gablich, he's been getting a hold of all the heavy hitters, and I mean all of them. He certainly has. If it was for the, um, North Melbourne to deal with the Adelaide Crows, would they pivot their dealings with Isaac Rankin for the pick five rather to, to potentially get Jason Horn France? Well, I think they're too far down the road with, with Isaac. I would, but I, I think, yeah, once your word's got to mean something, so... Once you make that commitment to Isaac, which clearly the Crows have done, or it seems like they've done that. So once you make that commitment, you've probably got to go all the way. But you'd imagine that that um, you'd imagine that they've at least had a, had a conversation. But I think they would have just uh, you know they'll just proceed with Isaac Rankin and trying to bring him into the club. Uh, let's go to Andrew in Nidri. Thanks for holding on, Andrew. I believe you want to speak about the Bombers and Adrian Dodoro. Yeah, well, firstly, isn't it fantastic to have two Essendon champs on the air? Oh, the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Much appreciated, Andrew. Even though that it couldn't be further from the truth, we, uh, we, we'll take it and run. Well, Dodoro, look, I think he's been fantastic for Essendon because he's gone through a lot with the, um, with the supplement issues and change, the, the swapping and changing of coaches over the last few years, and his job has not been easy with the different focuses of different coaches. So I'll give him full credit for what he's done. But I, I, I thought today he was the most nervous I've seen him no, I, and I've, you know, that, that, um, for a long, long time. What, what do you think? The body language was really um, interesting. Well, Coons, do you reckon he was... Thanks for the call, Andrew. Do you, do, you think, do you think he was keeping something under wraps? He was trying to just hide something that he's got... Yeah, tucked well, away. He, he did look sheepish and he looked a bit apprehensive usually in, in answering some of those out. questions. Yeah, usually there's a bit more bravado mm. to him than that, whether or not the, um, the last couple of trade periods have knocked him around. Spooked him. <laughs> Spooked him, but uh, no, he'll be wheeling and dealing as yeah. he always does. Nah, we'll see what's uh, in store with Essendon and the Bombers. We're going to speak to uh, Geelong list boss Andrew Mackey shortly. So uh, looking forward to getting down and seeing what the Premiership winning list manager has got to say. So uh, he'll be with Josh Gablich soon. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany 
proven in Australia. Welcome back to Trade Mornings for Host Plus and Industry Super Fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. Let's get straight to AFL HQ. Josh Gablich has got a member of the GWS Giants. I do, JJ. I've got Adrian Caruso, the National Recruiting Manager of the Giants. Been at the Giants for a long time, Adrian. It's going to be a busy, busy 10 days for this footy club. Let's talk about Tanner Bruin as a starting point. Do you expect him to get to the Geelong footy club? Oh, look, Tanner's obviously nominated. His preference is to get there. Um, obviously, with Geelong being in the grand final, those discussions haven't really had a chance to ramp up yet. So we'll start working with the Cats this week and, in, and into next week and see if we can get a deal done there. And it looks like Bobby Hill might be one of the first deals that's done of this trade period. Is that right? Yeah, look, Bobby um, obviously came to us a, a few weeks back and said he wanted to get to the Pies. We've worked um, with Graham Wright at Collingwood to, to work on a deal and, and hopefully that one gets ticked off today. Now, it's day one of the trade period. Tim Taranto's a big name. We don't usually see too many big names move on day one, but by the end of today, we might see Tim Taranto in a Richmond jumper. Is that the feel? Yeah, look, it looks like um, yeah we've had some, some fruitful discussions with the Tigers, um, and that one is hopefully uh, one that will get done today. Um, and then I suppose it just leaves the Jacob Hopper one, which will, um, yeah, I suppose continue to have those chats in the coming days. Well, let's talk about those two, but how come you're separating them? They're not going to be a package deal, are they? No, we thought um, working with Richmond, uh, the better way to do it would be separate the deals, given that Tim's in con uh, sorry out of contract. Um, we thought we'd lock that one away, get that one agreed on, um, and then separate that so that the Hopper one can be done as a standalone deal as well. Are you going to be a player in terms of players coming in? Do you expect to assign some players in the next 10 days? Well, um, we're always sort of looking to, to improve the list. Um, Toby Bedford from Melbourne is one who um, has indicated he would like to come, so we'll work with the Demons on um, coming up with a suitable trade there. So I think, yeah, there's, there's always a possibility of another, another player. Um, we've got a, um, a spot there if, if we do find someone that, that can help, um, but obviously that's, that's what trade period's for, wait and see what pops up. Tell us about Toby Bedford. Has he been a player that you've identified for a fair way out? Obviously Bobby Hill goes out. Toby, Toby Bedford feels like some sort of replacement. Yeah, look, we've had um, a few small forwards depart in the last few years, and obviously Bobby being one of those. Um, so we wanted to target that area of the ground. Toby's obviously um, been in a good system at Melbourne and just can't get opportunities there, given their depth in that area. So we feel like there's some upside there um, bringing him in, and we feel like his ability to you know, put pressure on in the front half can really complement um, our, our front half game. Just one more for you. Jason McCartney was on Trade Radio last week. We asked him about Brody Grundy and the interest the club had in him at some stages throughout the year. It looks like Brodie Grundy's going to go to Melbourne. You're still looking at a Ruckman. Obviously, you've got three on the list at the moment. You've got Bruce, who looked like your number one first choice, but got suspended three times throughout the year. There's Matt Flynn, there's Kieran Briggs, who you just re-signed for a couple more years. Do you need another one? Oh, I think with those names you mentioned, we feel like we've, we've, we've done okay in that area. We feel like we've got enough coverage um, with those three that you know, can, all, can all play. They've all shown they're at the level when they've come in. Um, so I'd say it's unlikely we, we look to explore another one. But as you know, anything's possible. Thanks for your time, Adrian. All the best for the week ahead. Back to you. There you go. Quoting Kevin Garnett, anything's possible. Uh, Adam Cooney, but unlikely to get a uh, Ruckman, says... GWS National Recruiting Manager Adrian Caruso. So they've got a bit to uh, work through. Toby Bedford's a player they've identified from Melbourne who's not getting opportunities and, and, and they're keen to bring him through the doors. But most of their negotiations will centre around mm. moving Taranto and Hopper out and getting uh, the correct level of, uh, of uh, capital back their way. Again, so they're, they're a great talent gets more shallow as the years go by, unfortunately, for the GWS Giants. They're uh, being pilloried again with uh, elite talent, so they've got to get the best deals for them. But they don't want draft picks at this stage, really. They would rather have ready-made 
players, the GWS Giants, in that transition sort of phase with a new coach coming in. Uh, it's a difficult period for them with uh, losing two quality midfielders and a, a lightning small forward that puts a heap of pressure on. Toby Bedford comes in and hopefully fills that void um, and plays some really good footy. Melbourne um, identified him and as one that they really wanted to keep, but unfortunately, lack of opportunity sees him go elsewhere. So their willings and dealings are about what they can do with first in terms of their stars and then maybe trying to trade a couple of those picks to try and get a mm. player in or work their way up the draft even higher. Now, uh, we've been talking to the uh, biggest players throughout this trade period, but I've been looking forward to this the most, the mega trade. The mega trade for Continental Tyres. Trade up to Continental Tyres. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Indeed, trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. Adam Kearney, I've been filling in for you in this role <laughs> for a week. I've had absolute enough of this. Fire away. <laughs> All right. So uh, Taranto and Hopper coming to Richmond squeezes Jack Graham out. Now, he was only uh, meeting with Port Adelaide a few days ago, and uh, the, the, the Jets have cooled with the Jason Horn francis situation. But we start with this. Port Adelaide give their aim on compensation pick 27 to Richmond for Jack Graham. He goes to Port Adelaide very quickly. Right. North, uh, then Port give Jack Graham pick eight and the future first to Jason Horn Francis. So North hand over Jason Horn Francis, receive pick eight Jack Graham, who's at Port Adelaide for eight seconds, and a future first. So the first ever on traded player. Just a quick in and out the door. Does he have to fly to Port and wear the gear or Didn't just even have to put his boots in his locker? Okay. He's just straight out. So so effectively, North get pick eight. Jack Graham and the future first for Jason Horn Francis. Richmond mm. get pick 27 for Jack Graham. And Port get their man in Jason Horn Francis. Okay. Well, there you go. Not sure how Jack Graham feels in all that. Yes. But if he wants to, so he's going to get squeezed out of that Just midfield even further. Some ruthlessness from you off the top. Well, he's not going to get a, a regular spot in that midfield. He would have thought, well, hang on, Trent Cotchin's just about to retire. My time's coming. And then Taranto and Hopper walk through the door. North Melbourne will be able to give him a five-year deal. He'll be the main man in the midfield at the Kangaroos, along with a couple of other stars that they've got in there. Get his 600000 a year, and hopefully North play some finals in the next few years. Well, well, and it well. fills the void of losing Jason Horn francis for you've, North. You've, you've been away, but you've come in swinging. Come out swinging. <laughs> yeah. In or out. Either that, way, you're swinging. That's why it's mega. It's not called regular trade. It's called mega trade. <laughs> Doesn't well, really sell well with the regular trade, does it? <laughs> no, it absolutely was the mega trade. Trade up to Continental Tires. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. That was uh, mega. Uh, let's get a breakaway because we've got uh, Andrew Mackey, the list boss at Geelong. Ask him what he thinks of the mega trade. Cattery. I don't know whether he will have heard it, but we can run it by him off air and see what he thinks about it. So uh, we'll speak to him uh, after the break. He's not far away. Josh Gablich is just rounding him up right now, just getting him away from the Premiership celebrations, probably. And we'll speak to him uh, on the other side of this. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and Toyotas. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tyres, Engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. 
The Early Trade Recap for Toyota. Toyota certified vehicles carry a 90-point inspection and 12 months free roadside assist. Search Toyota Certified. They certainly do. This is the Early Trade Recap for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. And Cal Toomey joined Kane and Lloydie this morning and said, pick eight and a future first round pick is a good starting point for Port mm-hmm. Adelaide in their negotiations with North Melbourne for, of course, Jason Horn francis What is that is, What does that sound like to you? Well, I'll just solve the problem. The starting point is the eight first rounder and then you throw Jack Graham into it and it's deal done. I don't see any club saying no to that. Right. Uh, okay. Maybe the potential uh, Jack Graham might not be happy about you it. You might but... want to check your Twitter feed. There's a few saying no to it <laughs> on the Twitter feed. Oh, who uh, would have thought? So negative <laughs> feedback on Twitter? Uh, Kane uh, also said Kate, uh, Clayton Oliver could go down as the best Melbourne player ever after winning his fourth Bluey Truscott Trophy over the weekend. What do you think about that? Is that a hot take or is that a... Good take. That's a measured take, given that he's got another the best ever six years of footy in front of him. If they win another premiership in that time, and he wins say two more best and fairest, yep. he's so a six, six time, six time, two time, six time, two time. Does mm. he need a Brownlow? Well, or do uh, they not? That don't mean much. It always looks good on the CV to have the Charles <laughs> next to it. The flags it always, look good. It always the Charles looks, good, looks even better. Looks good under the name. <laughs> I'm joking. You'd rather win a flag than it. Uh, so Clayton Oliver's 25. Years of age, he feels like he's been around for a long time, which he has. But he's done so much in uh, in his short career or his short time in the game. Twenty five years of age is he's got six, seven years ago to go. Well, I mean, Melbourne will hope he does because he's signed a five or six or seven <laughs> yeah. year contract. So he's, he's got to see out his deal. He if better, he wins another three BNFs, he's that's unbelievable career. He's probably it's hard already, to argue yeah. with. Uh, they owe him more than he owes them probably at the moment. So that was the early trade recap. Toyota certified vehicles carry a full service history and an extra one-year warranty search Toyota certified. Now, we're hoping to get down to AFL HQ shortly and speak to Geelong list boss Andrew Mackey. And the Cats are doing a few things, of course, off the back of a premiership. Uh, the uh, personnel group have got to get straight to work and improve the list. You can't. Tread water, you can't just uh, be happy with what you did in 2022. So Andrew Mackey and Chris Scott, I think Chris Scott might even be in America already. Not really. Uh, so Stephen Wells is, of course, still involved in consulting, a consulting or mentoring capacity. Making all the decisions still. Yes. Yep. Simon Moore. Hopefully Andrew's not listening. <laughs> uh, Simon Lloyd involved as well, plus the uh, the remainder of the do you uh, sit in, list in the management group? No, list management's you... just slightly above my uh, pay grade in where I, th- I. I thought you wanted to get involved in that sort well, of I struggled style to have thing. a say on uh, the rucks and on the ruck coach. So that's <laughs> that's about the extent of my involvement. But uh, being linked to Ollie Henry, and I'm sure Josh will, uh, Josh Gablich will uh, speak to Andrew if we get to chat to him uh, before we're off air about what they're going to do. But Ollie Henry has, has said he wants to go to move back to Geelong, of course, where he's from, play alongside his brother Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cats have been linked to Jack Bowes strongly all the way through. So a little bit happening. Asava Radagalia was – his name was mentioned uh, meeting Port Adelaide, so potentially going the other way. So even though uh, they won the premiership only a week ago, nine days ago, they've got plenty happening. They do, and – well, it's an unbelievable place to not play your footy and live in Geelong. From what I hear, the way that, <clears throat> excuse me, the the footy program is run, 
players aren't there all day. They they stay fresh. They relax away from football. Like they get in, they get their work done, and they get out of there. So I mean, speaking to um, Jeremy Cameron, he just loves living in Geelong. Can't believe that football can actually be relaxed. You can actually play, enjoy yourself, get away from the game, and have some time out. Um, so the, the the football program that is run down there is magnificent, and players want to be at Geelong. They want to um, play in successful teams, and they've been able to do it for a sustained period of time now. And Chris Scott gets his second flag in his coaching tenure, so he's uh, so certainly silenced the critics, and he's done an amazing job with uh, the group that he's had, and was able to uh, develop over. Many years with free agents and trade steals and blokes yep. coming in from South Bar. Father sons have helped along the way. Father sons are, are reasonable. Ablett. Yeah, and Patrick Dangerfield Scarlet. coming in as a trade, not a free agent as well. Yes. Yep. Um, SNN have got the uh, BNF tonight. Who wins? Crichton Medal, they call it. Zach they? Merritt will win that, uh, I would say. Peter Wright probably comes second. Big, pe- I, I'm really strongly in the corner of Peter Wright. You think Peter can take the? Yeah. The what crime? about what about the halfback uh, Dasher Mason Redman? He's had a, a great season as well. Uh, I think he got rubbed out. Oh, he got he got suspended for maybe a couple of weeks. Okay. Which could might, cost him. Here, here we go. For what it's worth, I didn't see every Essendon game. You probably or likely watched them closer than me. But uh, the trifecta, Wright to win. You know, stave off those midfielders. Peter Wright <laughs> to win. Yeah. From Mason Redman off half back from Zach Merritt. No, I think it might go the other way. All the criticism of the Essendon midfielders through the season, and you think one of the midfielders is going to win the BNF. Yeah. Yeah. Because he shows Blimey. up every week, Zach. And he's, well, ha- he's so, hard to so o- do the other guys. He's hard to overlook. <laughs> he's hard to Well, do they? Did they? <laughs> uh, I think Zach Merritt, Peter Wright, Mason Redman will be the trifecta. All right. Well, we're not, so we, if we're on together tomorrow, which we may still yet be. Who knows what Cam we, Luke's up to. If we were on together. Oh, Cashy's Cam. To, <laughs> tomorrow, uh, we could uh, we could circle back and see where we land on that. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we're not back now. Bom- do you think the Bombers can make the eight next year? No. Oh. No, no, I don't. Dang. No. Well, if you had uh, been listening to me at the start of this season, I was, I was astounded when people thought they could – make the top four or even win a premiership because mm. I crunched a few numbers. And at the start of the season, Essendon were, were, were missing 120 goals from the previous season. So Kyle Hooker had retired. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody was not playing at the time. Jake Stringer was injured at the time. And Harrison Jones was injured at the time. That was 120 goals. Now they could not have, they could not have even dreamt of, the season that Peter Wright has had, and hopefully he can continue to do do so. I dreamt of it many nights. <laughs> uh, um, 50 goals. He led the way, played on the best key defender each and every week. So I didn't think they had enough goal-scoring power in the front half. Now, I know a lot of the, the uh, narrative has been on them not defending and not doing this, that, and the other, but you've also got to keep 13 or 14 goals to win a game of footy, and I couldn't see how they were going to, going to be able to do that. Yeah. And I'd like to think I was proven correct. Well, I think you Adam. were. And then some inconsistencies through the middle of the ground. There's no doubt about that. It's a big year for Harrison Jones yep. in 2023. Agreed. And that, that helps out Peter Agreed. Wright. And I feel like he's had some moments in season 2022 where he looked the goods. And incons- he's a young key forward to developing. There are going to be some inconsistencies there. But I think he's ready to take that next step and, and help out Peter in the, in the forward line, who was the main man. 
I uh, I watched Harrison Jones very closely. I think it was Essendon and maybe Fremantle. It was a game at Marvel Stadium late in the season, and he he's a, he's a very good athlete, and he can take a really nice contested mark, but he hasn't yet learnt about leading lanes and angles and putting yourself in the best position for the kicker. And, you know, as a midfielder, you just want someone to make it easier for you as a kicker, not, you know, have to try and screw it around the body or kick it on the outside of your boot. And he probably hasn't yet learned learnt those things. To just get himself into the game, it's very hard to rely upon taking contested yeah. marks as the only way to get in the game, particularly when you're not uh, physically not yet ready to push people out of the road. Yeah, well, they are difficult to take. And if he does, uh, you know, continue on learning that and developing that, hate using the word, but craft. The craft. When did that word craft come in? About midway through my AFL career. We mm. used to call it training. And then for some reason it got called craft. Yeah, well, I remember when I was, Brendan McCartney used to call it craft when uh, he was oh. at the Bombers and I was there. And Maybe it was him. He was standing up on a ladder, tapping the ball down so the boys <laughs> could do their craft. Now, Geelong have just uh, said uh, that Asava Radagalia will remain at the Cats next year despite exploring a trade to Port Adelaide. Geelong list boss Andrew Mackey, who we were hoping to speak to, but uh, as usual, he's late said Monday morning that Asava Radigalia has agreed to remain at the club given their faith in his ability. So he Why went, do you think he would do that? I, I think he went back late in the uh, season in the VFL and looked really good, like really, really good as a big, strong key defender. We know he's a good mark, so uh, he looked he looked good back there. So I think he's going to give that another go or give that a go down back. That's you know, reinvent himself as a key defender. Yeah, well, he was with me in the rucks, and clearly I've um, yeah. inspired you've, you've him stunt, so much to his change his position. <laughs> so now he's uh, going to play uh, in the ruck and, and go and play elsewhere. But Coons, that's about it for us. We're done. That's about it. We've been carried by uh, yeah. Josh Gablich and the and the crew down at AFL HQ, and we'll hear from uh, list managers and player personnel people all day here on AFL Trade who's Radio. Who's up next? Uh, I'll tell you who's up next. This has been Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all uh, all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Up next, Adam, AFL Trade Exchange with Riley Beveridge, yes. Cal Toomey, the man, oh. the myth, oh. and Sarah Ollie. Victor, and Cal Toomey, he wants to be called Cal Formy now because he's walking twice as tall after he, he broke that news. Double the contract. So Riley, Cal, and Sarah up next. We're done. Thanks for listening. It's all happening on Trade Radio. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.